Welcome to the Beef Brunch Educational Series podcast, bringing you information on cattle production and management in Louisiana and surrounding states. Hey everyone, thank y'all for joining us for our Beef Brunch News Update for Tuesday, January 23rd. Had to think about that for a second. Um, We're going to go ahead and let Brittany kick it off for our Central Region Update. Thanks, Ashley. Um, So, of course, I guess the the biggest thing, everybody, that we're all probably going to touch on a little bit today is just that crazy uh, cold snap that we had last week. Um, So we we don't typically see temperatures uh, get down into the teens, um, but but they did right for all across the state. Um, Some parts of the state also saw um snow and ice um and and we didn't so much um in my part of the state where we were we didn't really get the snow or anything but we had several producers um they had calves of course the calves picked that that time to be born right oh it's 14 degrees outside this is a good time to have a calf um so you know we had several producers who were um you know dealing with that and you know and and from the ones that I spoke with, I think they did a, a you know a good job of making sure they managed those situations well. Got the calves warmed up, made sure they got that colostrum, and they um, and they could so they could start off pretty healthy there. Um, we had, of course, water issues. I know a lot of our local water systems were really struggling. Uh, some places were without water or with very low pressure. Um, there are producers, of course, that you know having to break ice and water troughs and and things like that um and and so yeah so it was definitely a tough a tough time for everybody um and then looking ahead uh kind of more just looking at the conditions we have a lot of rain headed for us this week uh coming up so with that um one i guess probably good thing that we're going to see come out of that is like a, a little bit relief uh in terms of that the drought monitor right um so I did look at the drought monitor, which the latest I believe was from last, I think it's Thursdays is when they post the new ones. Um, and for the central part of the state um, and really across the state, I would say as a whole, we're we're looking better, but you definitely still have some areas kind of across the middle of the state, kind of from southwest going up to northeast there, where we're still seeing quite a few areas that are in that D3 and D4 drought. So with this rain, um, we could have, you know, probably I think three to five inches is what they're predicting. Some may even have more than that, just a pretty constant rain. Um, So that will be good in terms of getting us out of that drought that we've been in. But with that, um, some areas may experience some flooding and we'll just kind of have to keep an eye out for that and whatnot um and also when you have uh times where you are experiencing a lot of rainfall that can cause some other problems um in pastures um so you want to as far as um just keeping an eye on your cattle as like you have been doing all winter right keeping an eye on what those body condition scores are like um they're going to need just a, probably a little bit more energy, uh, more feed during this time. They may not want to, you know, eat as much um, of that dry with having that much dry matter intake. So you want to try to give them a little, get them a little more access to hay if you can. Um, and of course, in a year where we have some hay shortages, um, I think one thing that's really going to help in that scenario is just making sure that you're not overstocking um that can really cause a problem of course as far as having you you know run out of hay in the forages that you that you need there um 
mud having the you're gonna have a lot of mud obviously coming from this too um so try to just be mindful of you know how you're putting out your hay um the areas that you're feeding uh try and you know keep if you have you know some rye grass that you may be on you know try to make sure you're rotating your pastures um and not you know messing up those areas too too much where they kind of like to congregate and just stomp all that growth out that um that y'all been you know that they've been working so hard for over there um yeah th then and i think that's mostly it and then of course we just want to keep an eye out for any um you know just keep an eye on the herd any diseases or anything that may that may come from that as well um and then again just i know ashley you'll probably touch on this later too but just i did want to um one more time talk about in um in Opelousas on February 22nd we are having um another one of our uh, oh my gosh I'm like losing my train of thought here um our breed uh bull breeding soundness exam sorry uh at Dominique's in Opelousas I actually did run into Saturday at our at one of the livestock shows here uh, our vet that's handling that um so we got some really good participation out of that last one we did in november and we're hoping to reach um, a lot more producers this time as well so we have that february 22nd coming up at uh, at dominique's and opelousas um and you can get in touch with with me here in saint landry parish or laney richard in lafayette and we can get y'all set up for that and I do have um, Brittany's and Lanny's contact information with that date and everything, as well as their link to sign up um, for the BSE day is in our video and podcast description. Um, and then Brittany, I know you're looking at planning, potentially hosting a master cattleman program somewhere in the Opelousas area. Is that correct? Yes. Um, so we had we spoke to our local farm bureau here in St. Landry. They have a really nice um, conference center that's just right off of I-49. So it's got easy access uh, for people that may be traveling. Um, we did get their permission to be able to use that building to hold the classes. Um, so we're still trying to work out dates right now. I have some potential dates that I'm going to look into and make sure that's available. Um, but we would be looking to start that. Um, what I would say probably in April and then finish up uh, like just mid-April and then finish up um, mid mid to late June, kind of right before we get into that uh, 4-H University and Farm Bureau Convention and, and some things like that that are coming up this summer. Um, so if they're interested in that, can they just go ahead and send you an email to ask for you to send flyer and registration once you get it all finalized? Yes, yeah, y'all can you can reach me. My email is bzombrecker at agcenter.lsu.edu. It's I got it. It's, it's in the descriptions. <laughs> you don't have to spell it. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, they can reach out to me or give us a call here. Um, I actually got a call about it today about somebody that was interested in one. Um, so we're gonna go ahead and start working on that. And I'll put that out on our on our socials and get that to Ashley to put out as well. Perfect. Thank you, ma'am. Trip, I'll go ahead and turn it over to you for the Northeast region update. Thank you very much, ma'am. And Brittany, that was a great update for your region. And a lot of what you said about the weather patterns holds very true for the Northeast region, uh, where we, uh, y'all might not have got quite as much snow and ice. We didn't get a lot of snow, but goodness, did we get a lot of ice across North Louisiana. And uh, the kids were out trying to sled in it and then just bouncing and rolling on the hard ground and not a lot of fun was had by the youth. Really, I don't think a lot of fun was had by much anybody in, in the ice apocalypse. 
But uh, I want to really brag on the producers of our state of Louisiana and extend just how proud I am to them because anytime natural disasters like this happen, we're the ones people look to as the ag producers of the state out there getting the job done, making it happen, doing the things that needs to happen to keep your farming operations going. People think whenever it's cold and wet, you can stay in the house where it's nice and dry and just keep things going, that it's just on autopilot. But it takes a lot of hard work by a lot of people, and I want to commend y'all and tell you just how proud we are of y'all for taking care of what needed to be taken care of. Um, we're coming into a much more seasonal weather pattern, uh, both with temperature and rainfall. Um, we know what to do with with the boggy, nasty springtime and late wintertime weather patterns, but this snow and ice throws us for a loop. One thing I want to uh, just put a bug in here about and be thinking about is with this ice, just be aware how hard that was on your cattle's feet, especially your bulls. That ice is rough and jagged in places. When it breaks or when it starts thawing, it poses a great risk of both cutting the hoofs and the ankle area and you don't want a abrasion like that to take a six thousand dollar bull out of your herd and him not be ready for you whenever you need him so if you see an animal um gimped up and hobbling around that could be the cause and it's definitely worth checking into because that's a, a pretty easy thing to help an animal get over if you catch it early but if you let things go too far and infection sets in you know things just got a whole lot more difficult at that point um, not a lot has changed across the area as far as, you know, the, the going ons, you know, we're, we're rocking some spring cabin up here that is in full swing and really about to be hitting its peak in a few weeks. Um, everybody is getting ready for their, uh, private applicator certification classes, the recertification classes. Uh, thing, if you're a producer that holds a private applicator's license, check and make sure that you're not going to expire because it's a lot easier to get the recertification done by going to the meeting and sitting through the class than it is to let that bad boy lapse and then you have to study and go through the whole testing process again. So make sure that you got your ducks in a row on that one, folks. Uh, another thing we are getting ready for uh, Master Cattlemen in the Northeast region as well. We're going to be holding it in Oak Grove starting on March 4th. If you have been to the program and it's been several years, it's not a bad idea to sign up and go through it a second time just as a refresher because, you know, in the Northeast region, we don't get to get across the region as efficiently as we'd like to. So if you in the Northeast corner up in the Oak Grove, East Carroll, West Carroll region, uh, not a bad idea to take a second time. And if you're a producer that has not taken it yet, lots of great information in the 10 week course. Um, you can reach out to me through email. It's, T Morgan at agcenter.lsu.edu. Ash will have that in the link and be looking on the socials for uh, the advertisements on that. And with that, I'm going to pass the baton on to Lee. Thank you, Tripp. Uh, Brittany, Ashley, good to be with you all here today. It's my first one in the new year. Uh, sickness was going around my household uh, right when we came back from work. So it's good to be back and get back into the swing of things. It's been kind of a <clears throat> convoluted few weeks, it seems, uh, not only in the cattle markets, but uh, uh, just life in general. You know, Brittany mentioned the ice and snow and trip talked extensively on it. Uh, ditto to what they all said. It it definitely had a negative impact on on our cattle production in northwest Louisiana. Um, amounts varied uh, 
inch to inch and a half of total sleet accumulation was turned to ice. Very little snow, but thank the Lord that we avoided the freezing rain. My goodness, that freezing rain is, is what is really detrimental to us. Um, that being said, talked to several folks that are kind of anxiously awaiting what the final results going to be on their winter forages. And, and I'll be honest with you, the ryegrass that I've looked at, it, it looks bad, but it doesn't look as bad as what I thought it should look like, uh, going through those extreme cold temperatures that we had, you know, lows getting down into nine, 10 degree range. That's pretty, that's pretty cold for some of these, uh, cool season forages and, and you kind of wonder what the what the long-term implications of it are going to be. I think we should be okay on it. Uh, we're finally starting to catch up on a little bit of the, the rainfall that we so desperately needed. These ponds are starting to fill back up. We're starting to run some water. Um, temperatures, it, it's cold today, and it's been cold the last several days, but uh, forecast looking like it are going to get up into the 50s and 60s with plenty of this rainfall going out. And so if we can kind of hug those 50 to 60 degree temperatures, uh, keep out of those low 30s, this ryegrass and the other winter forages should pop on back and, and should look pretty good. Um, we finally uh, uh, dealing with a lack of hay. Uh, we've been dealing with it forever, folks. Uh, if uh, I put out this call on these news updates before, and so I'm going to echo it again. If you have extra hay, I know a lot of folks go into the fall and winter with a set amount of hay and you always build in a little extra and a lot of folks will evaluate how much hay they have and how much they're going to need for the rest of the feeding season, you know, midway through. And uh, if you've done that and if it looks like you've got plenty of hay and got some extra that you want to sell, it doesn't matter what area of the state you're in. If you're uh, watching this, reach out to one of us and just give us a name and a number and about how many rolls, and we can definitely put you in contact with some folks that uh, that desperately want to talk to you that are desperate for some hay. Uh, on the flip side of it, I know I talk to a lot of people that are short on hay right now. Get in contact with us. Let us know uh, that you're looking for it. You never know when some will pop up uh, just a couple of weeks ago uh, i had a guy call me with 900 rolls uh, not far from where uh where in, in in northwest louisiana and so you know you 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 don't know what's out there you gotta let folks know that you've got hay or that you're needing hay and um and let us try to help if we can um cattle markets have been slow to return to normal and that's mostly due to the fact that you know we closed down two to three weeks for the holidays uh kind of slow getting back i know on the on our first news update for the year i sent ashley word that uh there, there wasn't enough data for a market report uh, there's very little data and everybody got kind of started back and then uh, the winter weather hit last week and it, it shut down, not all the sale barns, but a good chunk of them shut down because they couldn't get cattle in or out. And a big concern during winter weather like that is about getting buyers to the sale barns and being able to get the cattle out. And so a lot of them opted to, to hold off last week. And anyway, we do have a market report and we're going to reach all the way back to the first sale that I have data on is uh, January the 3rd. So we're, we're kind of changing up how we do these market reports to better reflect um, 
better reflect market conditions and time in between reporting. So in this instance, we're going all back all the way to the first of the year, back to, to uh, January the 3rd. Um, on the five to six weight steers, uh, average of prices was $1.77 per pound to $2.78 per pound. Five to 600 pound heifers, $1.48 per pound to $2.44 per pound. Coal cows, 70 cents to $1.09. Coal bulls, 89 cents to $1.23. Bred cows, the average of the high was $1,546.88. And pairs were averaging $960 all the way up to $1,879. Um, not tracking percent changes because it's been so long since we gave a market report that I don't feel like it's fair to track the percent changes uh, from one report to another. We'll kick off now moving forward the rest of the year with these percent changes as we go report to report on this. General observations I would like to make is the fact that uh, the market is strengthening substantially. Uh, the weather holds it down from time to time and you'll have some uh, um, as these winter storms affect areas of the country, you'll see some ebbs and flows on the market. But generally speaking, we're building a uh, market base. Everybody is anxiously awaiting the January 1 cattle, uh, uh, USDA cattle inventory report. That uh, should be coming out soon. It's going to give us a snapshot of where we are as far as the industry. Um, Estimates are that we continue to loss, uh, uh, losing cattle uh, as far as our national inventory goes. Did get our cattle on feed report uh, released uh, last week. And uh, as far as the number of cattle on feed in feed yards in January is 102% of last year, so slight increase. Uh, cattle on feed placed during December was 96% and marketed during December was 99% of the prior year. Uh, these numbers were mostly expected. They haven't caused any huge movements in futures markets or in cash markets uh, subsequently, um, mainly because the market, these were within the ranges of estimates and everybody kind of expected that going forward. It kind of made sense. Um, I can tell you that what I'm seeing at local livestock auctions uh, it is an increased demand on, on all classes of calves, particularly. Uh, people are starting to put cattle together. Um, you know, spring and winter and spring and summer grazing is a is a concept that sometimes we struggle with in Louisiana because most of the time when we're grazing stocker cattle, we're grazing cattle in the fall and winter and the early spring. But in a lot of areas of the country, they start putting cattle together starting in January to turn out in April or May. And so now's the time when we're going to start seeing some of these lighter weight cattle start to get accumulated uh, for shipment out of our region uh, for, for grazing purposes. And so we're going to start to see a little bit more demand as far as that goes. Uh, just like to make a reminder that uh, we are signing up right now for our master cattleman class in the Northwest region. I know Brittany talked about one and, and, uh, and Tripp did as well. We're having one in DeSoto Parish, that's in Grand Cane. Um, Mr. Joshua Sally has been gracious enough to 
to host us over there. Have several folks sign up, but we still have some room. So if you're interested, contact one of us, contact Josh over there in the soda office. We'll be more than happy to point you in the right direction. That's going to be starting in late February, folks. And um, we do have an AI class planned for the Hill Farm Research Station, April the 10th through the 12th. Uh, we hadn't released the registration information yet. That's coming very soon. I would like to remind you that if 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 you have interest in learning AI, attending one of our classes, please contact us ASAP and get your name on the list, folks, because uh, I guarantee you we're going to be filled up and we want to make sure that if you're interested, we get you worked in. Final thing I'm going to say is we're getting into livestock show season. Uh, some of us have already been in livestock show season uh, at the Ag Expo. I actually was, uh, took big part in a uh, trip as well. Uh, last weekend, I believe it was, and um, weekend before last, excuse me, and um, and we've got district shows going on. I know some parishes are having parish livestock shows, Northwest District livestock shows coming up this this upcoming weekend, and look forward to that. It's it's a really a, a positive in our in in my job that I get to uh, work with is is the youth livestock projects. We've got a new event rolling out this year in the Northwest District. It's a pen of three commercial heifer show and sale. It's a pen-based show and sale. We're having it at a local auction barn. It's gracious enough to have us. Uh, so next time we have a report, maybe I can give a full accounting for how that went. We're really anxious and excited. We've got 15 pens of cattle. That's 45 head entered. And we're really looking forward to it as showcasing uh, young cattle producers in the northwest part of the state and, and the type of replacement females they're able to produce so hope to have a full report on that next time that being said ashley i'll turn it over to you thank you y'all made my job easy this week easier than you normally do i guess i don't have a whole heck of a lot to add um a few events uh, i'm gonna i guess backtrack i want to mention ag expo that that lee just talked about and express my gratitude um uh, so we were working the livestock show there and um the sound system wasn't the the greatest going back into the cattle barns and I was bragging earlier um, that we didn't have to wait for a single class. Everybody was there and ready to go. Um, it felt like it ran smoothly on my end, so I hope that the exhibitors and the parents thought that, but I um, want to thank everybody that came out and froze with us. Uh, I am grateful too that the ICE decided to wait a couple of days and happened after Ag Expo concluded. Um, so it was, it was a fun event. I always enjoy working that. Uh, I'm grateful for Everybody that was patient with me this year as I stepped in as a superintendent, along with Rodney Johnson, to get that show done. Um, other events, I'm just going to go down my list. So Lee and Tripp I and mean, Brittany all talked about Master Cattlemen Program. To make it easy, I just linked our Master Cattlemen website um, in, the, in the description. So you can click on that and you can see contact information there, the flyer, um, as well as the registration sheets for um, the DeSoto class as well as the West Carroll class are both there. As we have information on other classes um, finalized, we will add those as well. Uh, Randy Toop sent in a couple of events to advertise. The first is going to be her pesticide recertification um, that'll be in um, Raceland on January 24th. There's a class uh, at 1230 and another one at six. So you can contact her. I've got her email there as well. Brittany mentioned the breeding soundness exam day in Opelousas. Again, that contact information is listed. 
There's also one scheduled, um, one being a breeding soundness exam scheduled in Lake Charles for March 2nd. Um, your contacts for that are Bradley Poussin and Jimmy Moe. Um, again, their information is listed too. Both, for both of those events, both of those BSE days, you do have to sign up in advance. Please do not just show up with a trailer load of bulls on that day. Um, they do schedule specific times so that way we can make sure everything flows um, quickly and efficiently through. Again, save the date. We keep mentioning it and I'm going to until it happens. But for the Acadiana Spring um, Beef and Forage Field Day will be Saturday, March 16th. Uh, it'll start at 8 and around 2.30 and lunch will be provided for that. Uh, there's also BQA, Beef Quality Assurance Certification, that's going to be happening in Raceland. Uh, on April 10th at 6 p.m. Again, Randy's contact information is there, so you can RSVP with her if you're interested in that. Lee mentioned our AI school. Both of our contact uh, information is listed there for that. And then, again, hold the date for the Northwest Beef and Forage Field Day, which will be April 25th. Um, we are also working to schedule our next advanced Master Cattlemen program. Um, and so that consists of four workshops that are going to be spread throughout the, the rest of the year. Uh, we're working on dates and locations, but what we're looking at having is um, those workshops in the southern part of the state. Um, and so we will, we're meeting about that tomorrow to hopefully get some dates and locations finalized for y'all. Uh, and so we'll get that posted. But if you're interested in the Advanced Master Cattlemen Program, you can reach out to me. Uh, let me know, that way I can get you that information once we have it available. You do have to be a graduate of Master Cattlemen to uh, register for the Advanced Master Cattlemen class. So it doesn't matter if you took the first Master Cattlemen in 04, uh, as long as you've completed Master Cattlemen and you have your nice little sign, then you're able to sign up for the Advanced Master Cattlemen program. Um, I think that that's all that I have for today. Do, do I Have I forgotten anything, y'all? Is there anything we've missed? Okay. Um, as Lee mentioned, we will see y'all all um, at some of the livestock shows coming up. Everybody bundle up, put your slicker suits on, and we'll be back with y'all in a couple of weeks.